What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another edition of the show. It is episode 391. Today's August 16th, 2023. And I'm stoked about today's guest. He's as big a wrestling junkie as there is. He's a fanatic and he's also national champion from the University of Iowa. It's Corey Clark. Corey, thanks for joining us today, man. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. It's good to be on here. I'm this isn't my typical agenda, but I'm doing it, you know. I got you guys want to talk, I'm willing to talk, so let's go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been trying to get a hold of you for a while, dude. So I appreciate you doing it. Um, first of all, I can see you got your setup. Tell me about your gaming, your gaming uh, experience. Uh, so I, I, I'm I've backed off of gaming a lot just with responsibilities in life. But growing up, I think 2005, I got Xbox Live and I started playing Halo and just my addictive personality. I just got hooked on it. So I would pretty much play halo as much as i possibly could and try and get as good as i possibly could and there you go my my gamer tag online was psycho s-y-k-o and i thought that was cool and i just i grinded halo and i i tried to get as good as i could get at halo just like i was trying to get as good as i could at wrestling so i played xbox live probably pretty religiously until like late college really so you tried to get as good as you can get how good did you get well, uh, I don't really want to like overdo it. So I was good. Like I played with pros. I played with all the pros. I played with a lot of pros. I played with a lot of semi pros. I, I felt like if I would have went to a tournament, I would have placed pretty well. I just, I played, I beat a lot of people that placed at tournaments online and stuff. So, but I just, I don't know. Wrestling was number one to me. So gaming was like second or third, maybe. Yeah, but you put the same time and effort in to try to beat. No, not time and effort, but the same uh, desire to, to. Right. Obviously, losing in wrestling hurt a lot more than losing in gaming. But I hated. Yeah, I didn't like losing. When I would lose, I would evaluate in my head and I would try and get better the next time, just like wrestling. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, okay, obviously, I want to talk a lot of wrestling. This is a wrestling show. Tell me about your first ever match. Do you remember your first match? How old you were? What, um, how it went? Just like from hearing from my parents and whatnot, but I I think I weighed in. I want to say I weighed in at 38 pounds, and my very first ever match, I pinned the guy in the first like 30 seconds. But the way I pinned him is he, I just kind of grabbed him and ripped him down. I had never been to wrestling practice before. I just grabbed him and I ripped him down, and his head like if his head was right here and his legs were going that way, I was over top of his head pushing his shoulders down like this and that's, and that's how i pinned him so that's fantastic so so was it like you'd never even have been in practice how did you end up Jesus parents well my you- brother i my uncles wrestled one of my uncles he actually got third in state and he lost to uh, uh doug schwab's older brother oh so yeah. he was he was a good wrestler and um i have a great uncle that uh, I don't, I don't know if I can prove it, but supposedly my like great great uncle is was a world champ, like back when they stood straight up and down, and and then I don't know. I had an older brother. My mom got me into wrestling. She had me try it, and I think I fell in love with it because at home I was ornery, you know, I was a uh, mouthy maybe a little. <laughs> I was really shy kid, but at my house I was kind of mouthy. So 
my brother would just whoop me, beat me up. And then he would say, well, are you going to shut up? And then I would go start talking again. And then he'd beat me up again. And then he'd walk away and I'd say something and he'd come and beat me up again. So I got tough quick, you know, your brother's older, right? Yeah. He's yeah. It's funny. Cause like I heard, uh, Nick or Nate Diaz say somebody was like, did you ever get bullied in school? And he was like, I got an older brother. Like, no, I never got bullied. And that's how I felt. Cause like, I'm a little guy, but I never got bullied or anything. Cause my brother, he's like, he's three years older. He's like six foot, like over 200 pounds. So, and he, he can wrestle and fight too. So I just never got picked on. Cause everybody knew like if they, my brother made it clear, like if you want to have a shot at him, you got to get through me first. So that's <laughs> just kind of how me and my brother always were. That's great. Do you feel like that? him beating you up, you know, roughhouse and whatever you want to call it, helped you become a better wrestler? I mean, yeah. It, well, it, it made me, it's kind of like sick way of thinking a little bit, but I got my ass whooped, so it made me want to go whoop somebody else's, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he helped me be able to do that. Because if I could hold my, if I could stand up to him, then I could stand up to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, was there a moment, you know, you said you liked it, um because of the, the physicality and uh, with your brother was there a moment that you remember when you were like it, it you know you got hooked was it the time you, you pushed his shoulders down um or maybe there wasn't a honestly i i just liked it and then crazy story so my first loss my first legit loss so i lost once i broke my arm i was beating the guy it was in second grade so i I was beating the guy and he slammed me down and I broke my arm and that was like, I had to forfeit the match. But my first legit loss was to Thomas Gilman. Really? Yeah. We were probably like 45 pounds. He beat me. I took my shoes off. I threw them. I said, I quit. I'm done. And my dad and mom talked me into, no, 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 no. That's not how we do it. They made me put my shoes on and go wrestle. And, uh, then later on that year, me and Gilman wrestled at state. It was third grade, 50 pounds, and I beat him in the semifinals. He came back and got third. I got first. And from then on, it's like me and Gilman just – like he Gilman plays a really big part in why I am who I am and as good of a wrestler as I am because every, every tournament I went to, I would see Gilman and I, oh, that's who I'm going to have in the finals. You know what I mean? It was just like, an, it was like almost an automatic and it would be Gilman would pin the guy in 35 seconds. And then I would pin the same kid in 33 seconds. And I would be like, oh, I'm going to beat him. Like I, I'm, I'm better now, you know, just like little kid thinking. So I remember that. Did you get, did you and Thomas wrestle like, you know, that was third or fourth grade. Did you wrestle? He I'm, beat I'm, me. He, we went back and forth our whole lives. I I think I got the slight edge on him, but he might think the same thing, respectfully so. But uh, we went back and forth our whole lives. I beat him in third grade state. Um, we kind of were at different, like one weight apart a few of the years. I think, think I beat him maybe one other year, maybe, maybe not. But he definitely beat me in eighth grade state. So he beat me in eighth grade state, and then he wrestled in Nebraska and won four state titles, and I wrestled in Iowa and won four state titles. And then we became enemies – for our freshman year of college. And then we ended up becoming teammates, good friends. Uh, we helped each other accomplish our goals. So, Yeah. Describe that. Like, you know, you guys recruited, I believe at the same time, the same class, right? And you yep, both were yep. 2012. Yep. You're, you're rivals since fourth grade, third grade. And here you are probably at the time seemed like, and maybe you did, right. I think you did compete for a spot. 
how was that relationship? Was there awkward? Was there tension? Did you guys drill together? Did you avoid? Oh, each other? it was. It was like. Uh, so, I felt. I personally felt like when I wrestled Gilman, all eyes were on me. Like I just had that. I wasn't a coach watcher, so I have no clue. But for whatever reason, when I was wrestling him, I felt like Tom was watching me. Terry was. Wa I felt like my teammates were watching. I felt like it was just all eyes on deck. So me and Gilman would probably wrestle once a week, every week that whole year that we were that we were at the same weight and every single time it was like hair on the back of my neck stood up um we tom would say up and jogging and me and gilman would be racing i, I would i would jog i would jog past him and he would try and jog past me and then when we would drill i would try and drill harder than he would and then when we would wrestle live we'd try and take each other out and then i even remember at the sprints at the end i had to beat him on the sprints at the end Right now, it was like every single little thing was a competition. And if he was beating me in any area, then then it would give me anxiety that I wasn't that I wasn't doing enough. So it was a crazy year, but it was great. Like it was actually it really sucked at the time. Like it was it was I was it was it sucked, but it made me a lot stronger and it made me a lot better. So. Did you guys talk about, you know, you're the same raid. You all have friends or there's pockets of friends or groups of friends that kind of yeah just collecting together were you guys was everybody hanging out or did you guys mingle much like i socially outside of um or was that so he he lived well we lived in the dorms so he lived with sam brooks and i was friends with sam brooks so like yeah we we were okay with each other like we had mutual respect it was just within the wrestling room we tried to kill each other and then Outside of that, you could tell that we didn't want to be like real buddy buddy. We were never like giving each other hugs or nothing, but we didn't hate. We weren't like flipping each other off either, you know. Yeah. So it was kind of middle ground. Yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's a it's a it's a tense situation. Um, at what point did that did things ease up? And maybe when you decided to go different weights, I'm guessing. Right when I went up, right when I went up a weight, I said, "Man, making 25 is terrible." Gilman does it better than I do. He was more disciplined than me. And uh, I went up a weight, and then we wrestled once a week without feeling like we had a gun to our head, you know? <laughs> so it was great. When, when you look back on that, on that time, what, did, you, did you learn anything from that time when you guys were at the same weight? Um, I learned that. I, I I mean, that's a tricky question. I learned that competition is extremely healthy for becoming a better wrestler. There you go. I learned that. Um, I guess ba backing up, right? Was it, was it like a no-brainer to go to Iowa? Did you think yeah. about going to Iowa? I was, I was just Iowa. Like, uh, other schools sent me letters. I never even opened them. Uh, and this is, I'm not saying this is how you should be, or this is the right way to go. But the truth is everyone that sent me letters, I didn't even open them or look at them. Everyone that called me, I didn't even answer. And I, uh, Tom and Terry brands were in my driveway. Uh, the first second they were allowed to be, and I committed right there. So committed right there. Yep. Wow. I had right, I had Tom uh, and Terry Brand's poster of them running up the stairs. I had it autographed by them since I was in third grade on my uh, hanging up in my bedroom. So, did you go? Did you go to Carver to watch matches growing up? Uh no, no. 
I don't know if we didn't. I don't know if we didn't, maybe it was money or maybe we were just too busy. I have no idea. We but yeah, I didn't go to any Iowa duels. That's kind of kind of crazy. But nope. Do you follow either watching? I don't know if they had IPTV when you were younger. Uh, not until I got a little bit older. Like I was really into my. I was really into my age level. Like I remember, I I knew all the kids like those Tulsa Nationals books. I used to study those books. I knew every kid at every weight, all that. I knew my age group really well, and I didn't really follow college that much. I would have been better if I would have, but I wasn't exposed to it. So it wasn't until like high school when I learned who like, like I knew the Brands Brothers and I knew they were great, but it wasn't until high school when I had like I don't know, I Ramos, Metcalf, uh. McDonough, Dan, Den you know Dan Dennis, like all the, all the Iowa guys. Once I got to that age, I looked up to. Said you would have been better if you if you'd follow college more. Right. Well, I, because when I was wrestling at Tulsa Nationals, I looked up to David Taylor, who was also wrestling at Tulsa Nationals. I remember Colin Palmer won the Trinity Award, and I would tell my mom, "I want that trophy," and she would look at me like, "Yeah, good luck." And then I ended up winning it. <laughs> So I was like, let's go. <laughs> Your mom didn't think she, she didn't My think mom you told me. So I got fifth at Tulsa. I lost to Ryan Taylor first round. And then I wrestled all the way back and I ended up getting fifth. And then my, uh, I seen either David Taylor. I think I seen David Taylor get the Trinity Award. And I was like, I want to get that trophy. How do I do that? And someone was like, you got to win this, this and this. And my mom looked at me and said, if you ever won that trophy, I would buy you a Dippin' Dot machine because I wanted Dippin' Dots after every match. And I was like, that just blew my mind. I was like, no way. So I went and won it two years later, and she still hasn't got me the Dippin' Dot machine. Hasn't got you the Dippin' Dot machine? Nope. Somebody's got to hook me up or something. My mom owes me. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. We, I don't even eat Dippin' Dots no more. But as a kid, I wanted them after every match. So it was just how it was. Yeah. Dippin' Dots and whooping A. He always said Dippin' Dots. The ice cream, at least when I, I remember when I was in high school or college at Dippin' Dots, machines at Dippin' Dots, ice cream of the future. And I'm like, okay, that was 20 years ago. What are Dippin' Dots now? Are they just the ice cream? I don't, I don't now know. Because now it's I get where you're going with it. I don't have an answer. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, okay, so I wanted to, you know, take second twice, right, at the NCAAs. First time versus the second loss, compare them. Um, It's weird because the first time I wrestled well above my seed, but that was expected. My goal was a, to be a four-time NCAA champ. So that was all expected. The first time definitely hurt worse because of, I think just because of my maturity. I think that the first time I, I just went all the way off the deep end. And then I think the second time I kind of controlled it a little better because I realized last year when I did that, it didn't do me no good. So if I want to make a, an adjustment to win the following year, I got to handle this a little better. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, what, you said you went off the deep end. What do you mean? After Just you, deep after end is in, like, emotionally. Like, it was like a death. Like, when a family right. member dies, like, some people handle it really well. And some people go, you know, they're emotional every day for weeks. That's how I was. I, I was headphones in, just hating my life for a, a, a period of time. And then the second time, I didn't allow myself to go through all that. 
Wow. That's pretty intense. Um, so you learned, you had learned from, from how it happened the first time and man. Well, cause I, I did, I had a freak out and I took some too much time off of wrestling and then I went back to training and I lost again. And I'm like, well, what can I do different? First of all, let's not have the little freak out baby fit. That was number one. So, and then I won the next year. So I guess it helped. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, and somewhere in there, maybe it was just your senior year. I, you had this giant shoulder brace on. I know there was a shoulder or wrist or elbow or, or right. all of or two of those. How did you get, how'd you get injured and when, and was it just once so, or was it multiple? I got, I actually hurt my own wrist. I was like trying to rip somebody's arm off. Like somebody was like doing the grab their own hands and I was trying so hard to pull their arm out. I was like using my knee and all my weight and I popped my, I, I was trying so hard that I like practically broke my own wrist. And then the ligaments in it were, uh, they were all torn up. So the doctors were like, they told me that the ligament's going to go up your wrist over time. So you got to get surgery like pretty soon, or you're going to have arthritis for the rest of your life. And I said, unfortunately, it looks like I'm going to have arthritis for the rest of my life. <laughs> Cause I, I, w I knew that was my last year. So my wrist was messed up. So I just learned how to tape it. I taught myself how to tape it. And, uh, well, the trainers helped me and I just figured out exactly what made it feel the best. And then, uh, then I hurt my shoulder, just dislocated it a couple times throughout the year. And I, that helped me because it taught me that you can't afford to take bad shots. So maybe in the past when I would tie, when I was tired or when my, when my mind was rattled, I might take a bad shot. I, I got all of that out of my system because of my injury, my injury. It's like, if, if we want to win, then we simply cannot take bad shots because there's a chance that we're going to blow it out. So it helped me. What percent were you at senior year? Mentally, like over, mentally the best I had ever been. Technique, like everything, my mind, I mean, mental is so much of it. I don't know what percent. I, I all my All my lefty arsenal was kind of gone. Like yeah. I, I couldn't shoot a lefty single. Like there was a lot, like let's say I have 15 moves that I do pretty well my shoulder getting hurt just shrunk it you know but that helped me because instead of trying to be good at a lot of things i just got really good at at a, a core a core group of things can you so it, oh, no go ahead go ahead so i was just really like the injury like it sucks to admit but like sometimes i learn things the hard way and i guess that was because I, I needed to quit taking bad shots. I needed to clean up. I needed to set up my shots better. And instead of me just doing that, I had to get hurt and be forced to do it, which I'm trying to mature in that aspect too. Sometimes yeah. I have to learn things the hard way. And it's like, why, man? Just figure it out sooner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, that just, was that just completely – if I do 50 moves really well, you know, I'm, I'm reduced to this, was that – you feeling and understanding and, and figuring it out? Was that a combination of that and the coach's input? Yes. The coaches were everything to me. I mean, Tom and Terry were constantly helping me just mentally because I would get anxiety. You know, my, all my teammates are training. I'm on a bike. What do you, my head was immediately, even though I'm going suicide pace on the bike in my head, I'm, I'm thinking all these guys are getting better at wrestling. I'm not, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. but then Tom, 
basically sat me down and he was like, Clark, you've been wrestling your whole life. You know how to freaking wrestle. Like, you know how to wrestle. He goes, you just keep your shape and your mind solid and you can beat all these guys. And I was like, yeah, damn straight. Let's go. So that he helped me a lot because I agreed. I'm like, yeah, if my, if my shape's good and my mind's right, I know what to do after that. So that's kind of, <laughs> I didn't really train that much that year. I just kept my, kept my shape good, kept my mental focus right and worked out as much as I could, which wasn't that much. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to talk about a match that year and I'm, I'm sure it's not one you look fondly back on, but I think it was like one of your first matches of the, uh, of the year, first matches, maybe back from, from recovering from your shoulder, but it was the Oklahoma state match. You wrestled in K Brock. Right. Um, in Gallagher sold out or, you know, a giant crowd. And he's this, this freshman kind of touted, but you're, I think ranked number one. And like all kinds of controversy. Was it takedown? Was it a couple times? Like I think a couple of those uh, riding time, I think went the wrong way at some point, And it was like the deciding factor. But like, I guess, what do you remember about that match thinking about it today? And sorry to bring it up. Cause I'm sure it's not. Your right, right, topic. right. Um, I, I don't think about that match that whole mu- a whole lot. I don't think about it much. Um, I I don't know if I've even watched it. I think I watched it right after just because that's what I had to do to progress. But I don't think I've watched it in a long time. So I can't remember exactly how it went. But honestly, like I think Cade Brock's a great wrestler, but I think I wrestled not very good that match. So I just I don't I wasn't happy with my performance and I basically my thoughts after the match were I got to get I got to get back in the room and I got to get my shape better. I got to get my mind better. And I got to work on my wrestling. Even if that's closing my eyes, drilling in my head, I got work to do. So that's, it was just a reminder that, Hey, I'm on the right track, but I'm not there yet. I got to go. And that's, that's kind of, I know there were some controversial calls and whatnot, but we're trained. The way I'm trained is you don't leave it up to the ref. Why would it come down to controversial calls? So that's where I'm at. Yeah, and, and was it was it after that match maybe when you, Tom started saying those things to you that you told me like he yes was- yeah yeah well because I went home and I was kind of like someone shot my dog you know I was a little upset and Tom was just like hey like just get your head up like let's keep going like Tom was confident in me he thought he knew that if I was ready here that I was gonna do good things. Uh so your senior year, well, let's back up. And I'm not, I, you know, uh, who know? I don't know all, all the details, but Seth Gross was at Iowa, right? Ends up leaving, goes to, to South Dakota State. And then you're, you're going to face him in the, in the finals your senior year, right? Mm-hmm. Did, did you have much of a relationship with Seth when he was at Iowa? No, I knew he was a good wrestler. We, we had the, I respect him. I respect all good wrestlers, everybody, but, um, yeah, we didn't wrestle a whole lot. You know, he was younger. I knew that I knew that he was, you know, I knew freshman year he was kind of dinking around a little bit and maybe not as zoned in as he needed to be. So when when he left and started doing good things, I wasn't like surprised by that. I was like, "All right, like he got he made a mistake and he learned from it and now he's going to be better than ever because of it." And that's what he did and props to him. He did, you know, he did he got burnt and then he bounced back better than ever. So that's what you got to do. 
Did you guys wrestle much? Did you? I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, he's got this unorthodox, funky style. And did right. he have that? If you, if you, yeah, much, much I remember talk. it. He def, yeah, he definitely had that. Like, yeah, he's always he was. I used to get a little frustrated because I felt like he would kind of let me in on his legs and then just start wrestling from there. But I would be like, why would you just let me get to your leg and then start wrestling? Like, you got to defend a little bit. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> that's I, it would frustrate me. So he was doing something right. But yeah, yeah, we didn't wrestle much. I think we might have wrestled two, three times. But I was like a junior or sophomore, and he was he was just out of high school, so wasn't nothing too serious. Tell me what it was like heading into the finals your senior year, having lost two years in a row, but really the first one being more uh, paid a bigger toll on you. But you know, heading in, uh, is it I got this? Is it don't make it three in a row? You know. Right excitement was it nerves i'm sure it was a combination of things but my way my way of coping with it is i would say i would say i don't care if i win or lose i just want to perform my best and that made me at ease with everything but it was also i was tricking myself because i knew that if i wrestled my best there was no way i was gonna lose so i would trick myself i'd be like i don't care if you lose man just wrestle your best but I also knew if I wrestle my best, I better not freaking lose. You know what I mean? So it was, yeah. that's how I dealt with it. I would always tell myself that before my matches, like, don't worry about winning or losing. You just go do what you do. You wrestle your best, put it on the line. Let's go. That's about it. What do you remember from, from that finals match against Gross? Um, I remember getting more tired than I expected. I always expect to get tired, but for some reason in the NCAA finals, you get just a little bit extra tired. At least I, there's a little extra on it for some reason. I don't know, yeah. but that's it. I mean, I was, I was proud of myself. I did. I remember when I walked off the mat, I immediately told Terry, I said, damn, I should have beat him worse. I wish I would have beat him. I wish I would have dominated, but whatever. A win's a win. Was it, was it, was there some relief? Yeah, I felt, uh, so that brings me into something. There was right after there was some gossip about people saying Terry, like Terry, look at Terry Brands trying to steal the spotlight because he was saying throw me to you know. People like said that and that bothered me a lot because if you watch my my post press conference interview, they asked me what was the sweetest moment and I said seeing my coach celebrate. So that made me feel really good that Terry was that happy. And then there's some people that are like, look at Terry trying to steal the spotlight. I was like, my coach is proud as hell as me. This is awesome. Like, that's all I ever wanted was to make the Brands Brothers proud. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're interesting guys. Uh, yeah. And they're intense and passionate, without a doubt. Um, and I'm sure it fueled your your passion for the sport probably from before you were there and when you were there and now um, you, you do have like a burning passion though for wrestling, right? Like it's not just like my friends, my whole life. All I've heard is you talk about wrestling too much or not. Everything's a competition. I've heard that a million too many damn times in my head. All is that all you talk about wrestling or Corey, not everything is a competition. That's my whole upcoming. That's all I freaking heard. <laughs> uh and you're kind of on to to a new chapter now right so you're like you're you're coaching you're starting a club i think you're coaching a high school is that right right 
So I was I was uh working with Izzy Style. I was work I was helping him out. I was working Mondays or I was working mornings, afternoons, nights, putting my work in there. And just through that through that whole process, I realized that hey, I could be this could be my passion. I could be a good coach. I could like I can do this. Like I got I got the experience, I got the knowledge. Uh I can get better at this just like anything I set my mind to. I can get better and better and better at it. So then I was fortunate enough to get offered the job the Montini people. They wanted to see uh they wanted to see Montini back on top. They offered me to coach there and said I could start my club up out of the wrestling room and I was like, "Let's go." Like, I mean, it was just a great a great situation and I got a I got some amazing people on my team. I got a great support system from my family to people help involved with my club to the Iowa City, Iowa, just just very grateful for the people that I've met along the road of my journey. Talk but my club as... name, club name. Oh, say I'm at I'm coaching at Montini High School. My club name is CC Wrestling. So Corey Clark Wrestling in Iowa City. Everyone calls me CC. Terry calls me CC Baby. Tom Brands calls me CC Rider. Uh, my girls I used to date they called me CC. My current girlfriend doesn't call me CC, but she will. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like on the on the coaching side, right? Talk to me about how you, uh, you know, since since you stopped competing wrestling, if you've looked at it differently from a coaching through a coaching lens. Um, I think it makes me a better wrestler. Like I think I think that goes with every coach. You feel like if you could take your brain into your old body, you'd be better than ever. I mean, that's a no brainer, right? I would hope so. If you're if you're coaching every year, like why wouldn't you be getting better? But um. Yeah, I I approach it just like wrestling. Like I'm really excited. I found my passion again. Like I found what I want to do. Finally, there was a phase where I didn't know what the hell to do, and it, I went through a little dark spot. But now I'm like, I feel like I popped out, and I'm just I'm ready to, I'm ready to take coaching like I did wrestling. I'm ready to help these. I'm ready to share my experiences. I'm ready to share my knowledge. I mean, I. I look up to the Brands Brothers. They taught me so much. I learned from Dan Gable. I learned from I learned from Dake and Taylor and those and Bill Zadick and Snipe. I learned from Burroughs and Snipe. I learned from those guys. They don't know this maybe, but when I was at the Olympic Training Center, I would look. I would watch those guys and see how they carried themselves and see how they approached their days and their what they ate even maybe. You know, not like a weirdo, but I kept tabs on that and you know. So and I've been over to Russia. I've been to Cuba. I've been around. So. I felt like I have a lot of knowledge and I'm passionate my, my whole life. All you talk about is wrestling. So who's the better guy than me? Let's go. <laughs> From your experience and, in Cuba, we're up, go ahead. You say something. I was going to say, like, I feel like some people like don't want me coaching here. And it's like, I don't know why, man. Like I'm not competing with this club or that club or this club. I'm really not. They can compete with each other. I'm just competing against myself. My per, I have my own personal goals, my own personal vision, which for the I can look, I can look further, like far out, and I can see, I can see where I want to be, I can see it, and that's all I'm doing. I'm trying to be the best coach I can be. It's not about the money. It's not about being better than this club or being or whether I'm better than them or not. It's about just being better than what I was yesterday, and being then better than that, and then better than that, and really 
the pinnacle is, you know, the pinnacle is Tom Brands. <laughs> Let's see if I can get that good. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? For sure. And I could see, I could see like the fire and the passion and that you're excited because you, like you said, you finally found something. And I want to, I want to go, I, you don't have to like expand or, or go deep on this, but you know, you said there was like kind of a dark, a dark time or a dark spell. Maybe you, you felt lost or didn't know what you wanted to do. Can you just maybe give it a little bit of context? Uh, I mean, I don't want to talk about it a whole lot, but basically I just didn't know what the hell to do. All, all I knew was wrestling. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I would like coaching. I saw how hard Tom worked. I didn't know if I was built for that. I was like, damn, that's a lot. I don't know if I could keep up with that. And then one day it just clicked, like, it's time to man up. Like, let's, we can do that. That's let's, let's take that Avenue. So that I kind of forgot the question, but no, yeah, you you kind of explained it. That's good. Yeah. Uh, how, 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 um, okay. We're, we're kind of, we got a little bit of time, but we're getting closer to the end. We've got like two or three little, little uh, segments I like to get to. And the first one I like to call, I call it wins and whoopings. Okay. Right? So thinking back like over the entire span of your entire career, first match till your last, can you think of one win that stands out as memorable? It can be your best or favorite, or it can be really insignificant overall, but if it's memorable to you, right. Or maybe it's your biggest win ever. I don't know. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. And then on the flip side, a whooping. When you know one of the worst whoop, you know everybody's got their ass kicked a couple times okay. at least. This is a crazy. This is crazy. I love this, but best, most memorable moment was winning the NCAA's, probably because that was a big goal of mine. And biggest whooping. In folk style and freestyle, I got touch falled once, but in folk style wrestling, I've never been pinned, I've never been teched, and I've never been major decisioned ever. Come on. I wish there was a way to look it up, but the worst I ever lost was probably to Cody Brewer in the national finals. Maybe. There might be one other, but I've never lost by eight points ever. I've never been pinned ever, and I've never been teched ever. A lot of people don't believe me, but. Tom, you asked Thomas Gilman. He believes me because he knew me from second grade. He was my first ever loss, and we wrestled our whole life. I did, yeah. That's a that's a true story. Okay. So wow. I mean, I've been beat. I've been whooped. I, Cody Brewer whooped me there. How's that? There's my answer. <laughs> I'll take it. That's a solid one. Um, all right. The next one's called it's called joke time. Right. So I just like once we get down to the end, I like to ask the guests to kind of come up with a joke. And you got a joke? Um, all my jokes are inappropriate, so I'll tell you a crazy story. So I'm on, I was on my way home from the gym today, and I see an ambulance that's like tipped, and there's a big cooler full of ice, and I I whip over to see to see what's going on, and I look, and there's a bunch of human toes just sitting in this cooler of ice, just big toe, big human toes. Just sitting in this cooler of ice on the side of the road. What 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 happened? Why were oh. they there? What'd you do? What'd you... I called the tow truck. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> hey, shout out to Corey Hogan, G and G Towing. My buddy's starting up a towing company, so 
that's my way of giving him a shout out. So I don't, he's probably not watching this. Maybe he is, but hopefully word gets around G and G towing. Check them out in the Chicago area. All right, sweet. Uh, I guess last thing, just like, you know, I know you watch lots of wrestling. I know, I know you're obsessed with it. Are you going to be watching the world championships um, come here in September? Yeah. I I'm not going to follow them like super, super close, but I'm going to, I'm going to be busy doing my own thing and I'm going to be, tuning in paying attention to what's going on cool uh all right speak doing your own thing if people want to get a hold of you they're interested in cc wrestling club what's a good good way to get a hold of you um so you can email info at cory clark wrestling.com or you can dm me on instagram at i cory clark um yeah i mean i don't know facebook message me you want me to give you want me to give him my phone number or what <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> I advise against it. Yeah. But you guys, if anyone's in the area, come, you know, come check out the club. I, like I said, I'm just here to help. I'm here to share my experience with my experience and my knowledge with wrestling. I'm not here to compete with these guys. I'm here to become the best coach I can be and help, help some hammers accomplish their goals. Cause I was once their age and I once wanted to accomplish those goals. And I looked up to, I wanted a good coach. I looked up to the brands brothers. So maybe, maybe I can have an impact on these, on these kids. Maybe in 10 years, people say that I had an impact on them just like Tom and Terry had on me. Man, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. I know. I, like I said, I can see you're, you're super excited and energetic and passionate about, about it. Um, we're, we're down to the end of the line, but I am going to okay. give you the final word to say anything you want to say. Um, so last thing I was going to say is rest in peace to my brother, uh, Bradley. He passed away earlier this week. And um, thank you to Tom and Terry Brands because they prepared me for these moments. Hey, I, I wish you the best, Corey. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. Good. Thank you for having me on here. Hey, you're Good welcome, thing. man. Good things coming. I appreciate it. God bless. Yep. All right, I'm out of here. Peace out.